1: Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
2: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good
3: Morning Football! Welcome to Good Morning Football! in New York City, Wednesday, August 9th. We are square in the middle of training camp. I have a quiz for you guys in just a second. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt. Hi. Peter Schrager. Jason McCourty. We just ended the last hour of Good Morning Football with Peter saying that NFL Network should be called the Dalton Kincaid and Aaron Rodgers training campsite because the coverage for the Bills' rookie tight end mm-hmm. has been um, massive. Yeah. If I were to ask each of you, what do you think has been the most talked about topic on Good Morning Football in the last, let's say, two weeks. What's the thing that just really stands out in your head?
4: Oh, 1,000% New York Jets,
5: New
3: anything Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah.
4: 100%. It's Rodgers, Rodgers mania, it's Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers and everything else.
3: Okay.
2: I'm still intoxicated on DeAndre Hopkins landing spots. That's mm. that gets me
4: going in the morning much. So he did much. tell the NFL Network that yeah. he went to the Titans cuz he saw it as the best chance to win, really? which there were some fun responses to that. Yeah, I bet Legal Tender might have had something to do with that. <laughs>
3: sure. And I don't blame him.
5: Had
2: to take right.
3: Kind of Rodgers adjacent is our lead block this hour and it's to Sean Payton's situation. Yes. I, mean, right. I feel like it's right there. That's on deck. Russell uh, Wilson, Wilson and the Broncos offense have a fairly big challenge ahead of them this season be better than last year trying to improve on the worst scoring offense in the nfl last season russ was asked about that challenge in the long road ahead yesterday
2: I think the biggest challenge, um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a challenge, but I think the biggest opportunity that we have is, is that we have an, a coach, and Coach Payton, that's been one of the best offensive play callers of all time. But also, too, we have a lot of great coaches on the staff, a lot of knowledge around us. And I think that if we're all able to glean from that knowledge and learn as much as we possibly can, and then at the same time take our abilities and put it on the field and just have a great, tremendous trust in, into all the things that we're learning, I think it's a great opportunity for who we are and where we can go. It's about us and what, where, where we're going and, and how we go about our business every day and coach payton and the rest of the coaches are doing a tremendous job of leading us and, and teaching us how to do that the best way thank you guys go broncos
3: Okay, that is good to know. It was last year 100 Broncos country let's rides, and now it's one in the clubhouse for go Broncos. High praise for Coach Payton, who we've heard a lot from in the past couple of weeks. That's Russell Wilson stating what he feels his relationship with his head coach now, and Sean Payton. Peter, yeah. you know, what do you think about that as you hear it the first time?
4: Yeah, look, Russ is in the best mood he's been in, and it, we don't know if that's any different than he's been in other years. Like Russ, we're trying to get to like the real Russ and the get the the sheen, but it seems. like russell's in a great place he looks great and he was just gifted sean payton that's what i'm going to say like if you're talking about hackett as an inexperienced head coach payton comes in with so much institutional knowledge and so much ability as a play caller that's one thing that cannot be denied you can say what you want about the defense you could say what you want about the way he goes about his business sean payton his offenses put up points i asked our researcher rich goldberg um to go to work a little bit last night and put together some numbers for me, just to show you how good those Saints offenses were under Payton. This is top five in total offense Mm -hmm. in the time that Sean Payton was head coach of the Saints from 06 to 2020. It's compelling. And it's more than any of those Brady offenses. It's more than any of those Tony Romo or Dak offenses. And it's more than all of the uh, offenses that we saw in Philly, whether it be McNabb on through. Peyton calls plays, Peyton can light up offenses. You know what teams I don't see up there? All the Golden Boys, uh, and Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and Zach Taylor and Matt LaFleur. There's up and downs with those. Like, this guy, year in, year out, puts up points. So we talk about the relationship. If Russell Wilson can't succeed in Sean Payton's offense and they can't put up points in Sean Payton's offense, I don't think Sean Payton suddenly forgot how to play call in the NFL. And I don't think Sean Payton suddenly forgot how to do things. Now, he did have Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But gosh, I would think that Russ is in the conversation. He can do things that Brees can't do. That he can do. And and two years ago, Mm. I don't think he would have said that Brees was a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. So, the relationship... I don't know where they're at as far as personality goes. It looks like it's working. Russ looks happy. Sean sounds happy. But if Russ can't put up points and this Denver offense is in the middle of the pack or the bottom of the pack, I assure you it's not because Sean Payton forgot how to draw up an offense. It has to be an issue with the quarterback and the and the guys that are putting it together. I really think Russell has a great chance to succeed this year with Payton as his play call.
5: Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, but just to argue that point of, obviously, Sean Payton wildly successful. But when you're coaching a style of quarterback and a Drew Brees, not to say Russell Wilson is this huge drop off, but he's also a very different quarterback. Drew Brees got the ball in and out of his hands in a heartbeat and was extremely accurate. Russ is a play-action, deep ball guy. So it'll be interesting to see that dynamic. As far as the relationship... Too early to tell Uh, when you hear Russell Wilson talk about him is just glowing he's the greatest thing uh, since sliced bread as Sean Payton as a as a coach when you listen to Sean Payton talk about Russell Wilson hard worker easy to coach upbeat first one in the building last one out we're not going to get anything out of this relationship until it gets real. It's no different than when you start dating somebody. Early on, you don't argue. There's so much compromise. You just figure things out. You're always smiling. Every day, there's a rainbow. And then it gets real. You get comfortable. Some adversity hits. You get into your first game of the season. You throw an interception early on in the first quarter. Then you start to really see a post-game where you lost the game in a two-minute drill. Then you start to see the true color. So, when it comes to evaluating the relationship between quarterback and head Coach, I want to wait and see until the bullets are real, until the real games start going. This is kind of that fun, easy-going, hopeful time. Everybody loves everybody. I want to wait and see when this season gets started. To your point, if there isn't Success on offense. Who's to blame? Mm-hmm. How does Sean Payton sound in a press conference after the game when they lost it down the stretch? How does Russ sound in response to what Payton said? Those are the conversations I want to have at that point.
2: Well, especially since Payton made his bet already in terms of last year, in terms of his take mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. So if the Broncos' offense doesn't click this year, well, Sean, what's the excuse now? There's no Nathaniel Hacker There's no anybody. Mm-hmm. Their relationship is anybody's guess. They seem like two very different guys, it, just in terms of their personality. Payton is this no filter from the hip, and. You you know Russ talks like he's plugged into the wall behind him. It's just like different type of conversations. I don't know if Russ is different than Breeze either. I don't know if Breeze and Peyton had more of a congenial relationship. I, I don't know. It's 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 all a bunch of guessing right now. I just wonder like could we see the Russell Wilson experience five, 10 years from now where like, man, that one year was weird in 2022 and then he just took off. He just mm-hmm. had the one weird year. I'm reminded yeah. a little bit of Kurt Warner as the New York Giant hmm. where it's hmm. like, man, incredible Hall of Famer with the Rams, incredible with the Cardinals. What was that one year? Season, yeah. it, it, and everyone thought, oh, Kurt's washed, he's banged up, he's done, Retire." and then he has this unbelievable renaissance and goes to the Hall of Fame. Is that Russ's 2022 year where the coach was in over his head, Russ was maybe above his head in terms of his own impressions of the team, and then, man, Peyton came in and cleaned it up. Is that a fairy tale? Does that really happen in 2023? Or did last year just really maybe Peyton's right. Maybe it was that terrible. I hope it is. But in terms of their relationship, I'm with Jason in that in your dating metaphor, it's like the first fight, how does it go? Why does yeah. it go the next morning? How does it go on the drive home when you get in a fight at the party? I don't know. They both have such bizarrely different approaches to media, it's gonna be weird for oh. us and everybody else to interpret it. Because Peyton will just go and Russ says a lot without really saying anything. I don't know. I hope this that was an anomaly year last year. I do, but I don't know what the marriage is like.
3: I go there with the media and the presentation specifically of Russell Wilson because I didn't sit and ingest the entire press conference that Russell Wilson went through that day, but that... Answer whether it be clipped together or not, it felt like he was trying to dilute Sean Payton at some point. Like the more words I use, the more kind of like benign football phrases and positivity and smile and thoughtfulness and like kind of adjusting my Mm -hmm. my collar here, people will start to forget that my head coach said these things about my team and my year and my former head coach. It doesn't particularly line up with the Sean Payton that we've seen. You know, I I've I've been curious about this that whether or not those two have just been totally tete a tete and that are they on the exact same page on the football field? Sure but also from, like, a front-facing media observation. Like, do they have a plan together? Or is Sean just out there doing what Sean wants to do and Russell has to answer mm, for it? Mm. Peter, I'm curious. I, I feel like I know the Denver media a little bit. The local media there, they, they would hold Russell's hand to the fire, like, answer some questions about this. Yeah, I feel like we haven't gotten a direct response.
4: The sound to, a yeah. soundbite. A soundbite
3: to the Sean Payton thing. We
4: haven't. Have we? I, I'm sure they would asked. And we also right. have a local guy. James Palmer lives there, yes. too. I'm sure he's asked, too. I, we haven't gotten that direct soundbite. Maybe he didn't even ask, but Russ hasn't right. made news with that with that sound bite yet, I want that uh, in defense of his season last mm-hmm. year. You know, a term that Peyton has used during this training camp. I'm watching all his media availability. Is a lot of times he says like, "We've got the quarterback up on the high dive," and I'm like, "What does that mean?" What does that mean? And I asked around. And I didn't ask Sean. I was like, "What does that mean?" Dive? It means the quarterback is out there, and like you're out there on a high dive. You're not in a safe situation. You're out there all alone. You're on an island. You don't want to be on the high dive, and you want to. Bring him, I feel like. Russell Wilson was on the high dive quite a bit last year, and the hope is that they can get him in situations where he doesn't have to feel like he's all alone, Mm. up there 20 feet looking over the pool, and instead be in a more calm situation. That's what Peyton's going to try to do, put him in the best position possible. Mm.
3: I was a diver in high school. Were you? Yes, I was. I dove. Spring or platform? Just learning Uh, this? Three-meter springboard. Off the springboard? Oh, yeah. It is Insane being up on the high dive, and you know everyone is looking at you, and it's you can't go back down those stairs. It's one thing to be like, oh, I got to adjust something on the one meter, and you're like, let me just hop down and like fix the board. You can't just hop off the three meter and be like, I got to you know, it's the no big deal because you don't want to do the dive you're doing. Like you have to commit once you're up there, and you feel so alone, and like everything is so quiet up there, but you know there's all these like ants below you watching mm. you. It is, it is crazy. Jamie, what
2: was your best dive? Oh, never mind the Bronx. <laughs> <It's Never> mind. <laughs> what was, what were you? Reverse pike twist? Yeah,
3: reverse. Like one and a half. The one and a half. This yeah. is Minnesota, so yeah.
4: indoors. Yep. And was swimming a
3: thing in Minnesota? Well, so what happened was I played basketball and softball. Okay. And my, my mom made me play three sports, and like just to, because she wanted me out of the house. Didn't want to, soccer it was like too much running. And so I was like, well, running. swimming is like way too hard. So I was like, oh, I'll do diving. And I just footage? picked it up. Sure.
2: We need it. The, you've, this never come up before. Yeah. No.
3: Wow! Who, whoever has said the word high dive on this show before? But that's not information. You're like, a three sport athlete. Yeah, well, two in a yeah. small college that I never talk about yeah. either. Yeah. Not I, diving. I just,
2: this never come up. I, I've never told you guys. I was a professional synchronized <laughs> swimmer. I was. Yeah. I, I was actually <laughs> almost made the Olympics. I've never told you that. That's it's it. pretty and cool. Yeah, morning, that's I was like, a bowler.
4: Is that right, guys? Wow! Chess master, right here. Oh
3: wow!
2: Love that for you later. Well, Russell, you were a bowler. Were you even a pro bowler, Jason? <laughs> oh,
3: my God, Kyle. <laughs> Just punch
2: him. Uh, him. Russ,
3: I feel you up on that high dive. Free. Uh, good for you. you <laughs> uh, we've got a huge preseason doubleheader on NFL Network Ultimate tomorrow night. It starts with CJ Stroud and the Texans. They go to New England to take on the Patriots. And then the nightcap, Vikings, Seahawks squaring off in Seattle. It's all live. It's tomorrow night on NFL Network. Feels so good to say kickoff is coming. And you can see it on our channel right here. Still to come on Good Morning Football. If. Tua Tungavailoa can stay healthy. How far can the dolphins go in 2023? Mm. Our ITC crew live from Miami to give us some answers to that.
4: Tomorrow. (laughs) I mean, it's taking a dive, taking a dive.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.
8: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going exactly. guard. Like You see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that?
7: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella, to point game.
8: I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. His, he's going to withdraw us about winning.
0: Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because
8: he didn't need it?
3: So uh, we found yep. this out when we were all in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago that Power Rankings uh, this year on NFL.com brought to you uh, by Eric Edholm. Yeah. Uh, Dan Hanzo's was our guy in the last couple of years now. It's Eric, Eric Edholm's car to drive, and he has released his NFL Power Rankings for the preseason. Now, Kyle, we have a challenge for you. During the break, we asked you to write down who you think the top five teams will be. Now, these are your opinions, yeah. and then we are just going to kind of Feel them out as, yeah, a, as I'm a crew gonna workshop together. It.
2: Yeah. I, I, I'm going to workshop it with you guys. So okay. here's what I got. Help me finish this. So I I went Chiefs, Eagles, Bengals, three, one, two, three, okay? These two are really easy, and then I think the Bengals, the way they finished, and I think you, they deserve to be three. The four and the five are interesting, and I'm interested in your thoughts. Obviously, if you just go by the title games, San Francisco should yeah. probably mm-hmm. have a home there. The quarterback situation, a little up in the air, and then there's this other teams floating around. Jason, when you see that empty four and five, what comes to mind for you? Can Let's I question
5: out? three? Of course. Before I get to four? Yeah. Joe Burrow, Yeah, injured right now. Yeah. Bengals may be sliding a little bit out of the three spot, or, or are we confident with the Bengals at three? Even unsure Burrow... If you took them out, who, who would, would you put, you put in? On? Or just slide them on down. But someone takes the three spot, Jason. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, isn't it? It is. Okay. Um, I would say my four spot, I'm going with the 49ers, okay. I would say.
3: But would you 49ers. put them above the Bengals at three?
5: No,
2: I wouldn't
3: because okay. they have
2: some quarterback issues of their own. This power ranking game ain't easy, is it?
4: I feel for Eric at home. Get it, is, it is heavy as the crown, they say. As someone who used to do power rankings for foxsports.com in <laughs> my early Talk years, you'd it. be up all night just tinkering and, tinkering and then you put it out there and no matter what you do, you're wrong. Yeah, can the Saints win with Aaron how, Brooks? How, I mean, how could you have the Falcons <laughs> above the Panthers? I don't know. I like your top three. I would go Four San Francisco, five Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I feel you. I, I hate to use the word. but it, It's chalky. It's yeah. like those are the five teams that They've matter. You know what I'm saying? They haven't
4: played any football yet. Yeah, Come so back to
2: the season. If you're going on how the season ended. Was Jacksonville a top five team? Mm -hmm. And they went to Kansas City in the playoffs. Was Detroit a top five team? It's a great question. I don't know if they're on the five. No, they can't be. Let's. So we're gonna. I think we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna see the pro. We're Mm -hmm. gonna see Eric. So I'll just. I'll I'll do what Peter said because he had the most decisive opinion. I'll I'll say 49ers at four, and then Bills. So I'm gonna hold this up one more time. What if we stick the landing? I hope Eric's is wildly different than ours. I don't know what it is. So Chiefs, Eagles, Bengals, 49ers, Bills. That's the GMFB workshop preseason power rank. Jamie, where do that's we that's not, not
3: your opinion. It's what you think it's gonna no, be. We hope Eric at home blows our hair back with this one. Here are the yes. official rankings on oh NFL.com. NFL. <laughs> Here's the top 10. So we only did the first five.
2: Yeah. So same they, exact thing. Yeah.
3: No. no they, they have the 49ers, order. Bengals, flip flop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So six through 10, chew burrow, on that.
4: That's, that's what Jason suggested. Burrow burrow injury. injury.
3: No lions in the top 10.
4: Yeah.
2: Despite
3: how they finish. Jets eight.
2: I thought the Colts and Niners rich. Yeah. The Chargers. At the
3: Browns at 13. We're all freaking out. The, the Browns, Browns at 13, three spots above a 13 win Vikings. Falcons season.
4: over the Giants? What are we doing at home?
2: Chargers at 12. The Falcons have some heat on them right now. Falcons yeah. over yes, the Giants? Do. Giants won a playoff game last year. I know. The Falcons are a training camp darling. People like them. Wow. The Browns
3: are becoming a darling.
2: The Browns are becoming a darling. Browns are like The Steelers
3: that, were not in that top. Quiet horse. Did anybody see the end. Steelers? Yeah. Like?
2: Falcons over the Giants mm-hmm. is, is ludicrous. hmm. Get at home Desmond Ritter, you, you have a as quarterback. I would hope yeah, I so. many times. Great. Power rankings are undefeated. Immediate, immediate argument. Hans is hanging I him made. up? I don't know. I, I graduated <laughs> and I, I had was like, I'm done. He's the Zeuser. Handed in his
4: vinyl albums. He's like, I'm done. No. <laughs> Too
2: busy Child, watching the the game should be here, to yes.
3: release a power ranking of any kind and you have to you have to say nothing. You just have to it's have impossible. like a, 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 a Not possible. Just can it. Not fun. No. There is our team out in Chicago. Brian Baldinger, I'm told that you have to stay in your seat for the entirety of this segment. What's up, guys? Uh, the latest from Bears training camp. Thank you.
6: Uh, good morning. Maybe we'll get a Baldy's breakdown on the soda fridge. He's already done Hell one yeah, on the lawn Andrew. on the field behind Hallis <laughs> Hall. Coming soon to an Instagram near you. Also, undoubtedly, guys, uh, a breakdown on what we see today from Justin Fields. Stacy, I know you're here all the time covering this team. The thing I keep hearing is the growth, the maturation, the anticipation. I know there was a ball Saturday that he threw to DJ Moore at the end of the family day practice that they're still talking about because it showed a huge step forward.
9: Yeah, I mean, at this stage, this time of the year, Baldy and I have talked about it, right? Good morning to you guys. What are we really evaluating? We're, we're looking at body movement. We're looking at velocity on the football, the precision on the football, the accuracy. All of those things have improved, guys, and just his overall progressions in the pocket. It's all gotten a little bit better and it certainly helps Baldy because he's got guys to throw it to, yeah. like DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney's back, although they've been kind of ramping him up after sure. up that injury and Chase Claypool, who we're going to talk to you later.
8: You know, what I enjoy doing with young quarterbacks, you know, in second year with Luke Getze now and Justin Fields here, is I want to hear the quarterback. Like, I want to hear the cadence. I want to hear command. Like, the louder you are, the more command you have. At the line of scrimmage, in the huddle, like, getting guys to the line with tempo. Like, the quarterback's got to take charge. And sometimes, like a drill sergeant, the louder you are, the more conviction you have in what you're doing.
6: Yeah, and he certainly has shown that. And certainly here, uh, adding DJ Moore has has changed a lot beefing up the offensive line certainly can help a little bit as well. I know you're excited to see Darnell Wright.
8: Well, I thought in evaluating the tackles in this past draft, I, I had Darnell Wright as my number one tackle. And I told everybody in Chicago that they should draft him and play him at right tackle opposite. They listened. They listened. <laughs> he's got some nasty. But when you watch him in the last two years of Tennessee up against Trayvon Walker, Will Anderson, like he dominated those guys. And then he's three hundred and forty pounds and he ran with the wide receivers in his conditioning test. Like he can move. And so you go, this is a great... Big, huge human being that yeah. you can do a lot with. And he's he's got the <laughs> right mindset to go out there. And I, to me, that's what the Bears needed. They needed a mauler up front. He's not technically perfect like some of these guys, but that's okay. Yeah. Like you'll get that. Chris Morgan's a great offense line coach. The technical stuff, Stacey, will come. They needed a mauler up front. Is that he a set dancing
6: Bear, because that would fit.
8: Look, he he's gonna get tested here starting in preseason, but I think dancing bear might be a little too strong pretty. Mayock <laughs> Yeah. Well, the
9: thing that I keep hearing and that I've seen is the power in his hands. I mean, the, the shiftiness is there. The athleticism is there. I'm just curious, Baldy, like in your career playing on the line, how do you bring along a rookie? Because Nate Davis, who's going to play at that right guard spot, who's just returned to practice this week and they've been rotating at guard. What are the keys to pulling along the you know ninth overall pick in the draft?
8: Well, you know, you, you want to get a feeling of communication, which is just airtight. You know exactly what each other is doing. Like, I want to see Nate and Darnell be best friends. Like, come out of their cars, walk into practice together, walk out to practice together, go to eat together, walk into Mm -hmm. the film. Like, that's how it's got to be. Like, you want to see that sort of camaraderie. The one thing Darnell Wright has, though, and Nate Davis has it, too, they got heavy hands. That means when they hit you and they put their paws on you, you get jolted. You want to see this line move in this division right here. This is the black and blue division. We got to get back to that. I want to see the line of scrimmage move.
6: You know what? I am sensing. Matter of fact, I might even be predicting a Brian Baldinger, Darnell Wright, oh, it's when he joins us on the set later, scheduled to appear. Offensive line, heavy hands,
8: parking lot yes.
6: display. <laughs> uh,
8: well, he does something with his hands that is rare for a young player. So we're going to bring it out on camera today. Yeah. Tremaine
6: Edmonds also. Obviously, the free agent uh from the Bills <laughs> scheduled to join us as well. And it'll be a Canadian conversation. Chase Claypool scheduled to join us. Mm-hmm. as well.
3: Love that preview Ceciliano thank you Oh Canada Stacy this is where you shine <laughs> it after it on inside training camp. Let's go. Oh gotta document it you Ball have me. to document when the dial on the thermometer gets anywhere near 100 degrees Hot. in South Florida. Oh, I don't know that's that's like a balmy spring day when yeah. you're talking about Hot. a dolphins training camp day. Would you look at that and where we go to the Miami Dolphins training camp? with our guys, Cam Wolf and Charles Davis. Cam, a bit of an issue. I see the fan is focused solely on you right now, and you're making the training <laughs> camp rookie, Charles Davis, uh, have a heat flush right now. What is happening? There's no teamwork happening there.
10: We do have two fans here, Jamie, I promise you, okay. uh, but it is very mm-hmm. much hot. It is, you see the 95 degree thermometer behind me. It is also 114 expected heat index today. I got an excessive heat warning on my phone when I woke up this morning, and after practice yesterday falcons safety jesse bates came up to me and said oh we're in florida now this
11: is different <laughs> and so uh the the heat definitely plays a factor charles i get a kick out of all this and the only reason why is we know the heat does play a factor no question about it as jesse bates told cam it's different from atlanta georgia to miami florida but the story would be if it wasn't hot right of course it's going to be hot right. it's florida it's training camp and by the way we're not doing 2 days anymore. No. They just have to get through one, but there's no question about it. This will test your ability to focus. Yes. It will test your ability to be out there right. and your courage right. each and every day. Absolutely, and the Dolphins use this as their advantage, right? They have
10: shirts Mike McDaniel has that says, I wish it were hotter yep. that they were during the season because this is their advantage, and they go into the regular season. We remember games last year. Think about the Buffalo the game. Bills game. You got guys coming out for heat exhaustion in September. That's when you use your advantage, and so I'm excited for day two of these joint practices. I was out here yesterday, got a chance to see these two teams, and it was an intriguing balance of of styles. You got the speed and athleticism of a Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, a a Miami Dolphins offense, with the size and the physicality of the Falcons, and I thought they actually matched up pretty well. Yesterday in practice, I'm watching Tyree Kill make an amazing play on -on one-on-ones, juking Trey Flowers, and you're like, this dude is uncoverable, but at the same time, the Falcons' defense line was dominant. They beat up on the Dolphins offensive line they had four or five sacks and the falcons defense it's been a long time since we could say that they spent a lot of money this offseason and they look good and that's something they can hold their hat on and I know Charles you you see the wide open NFC South and you say why not the Falcons?
11: Yeah exactly and, and I think you're talking about contrast too between the two of them. The Falcons trying to get To the point where they're as explosive as the Dolphins are on offense, and of course the Dolphins on the flip side, they want to be a little more physical because they didn't run the ball very well last year. Maybe they want to do a little bit more of that, but let's talk about the Falcons real quick. Why not us? NFC South is wide open. How can they get it done? Quarterback Desmond Ritter and those positionless players they talk about: Bijan Robinson, Cordero Patterson, mm-hmm. right? Drake London, yes. the the wide receiver who all looks fits. like a tight end. Yep. Okay. And you put it all together, move them around, and give them opportunities. The key for them on defense, you mentioned it. They're tough and physical inside. You got Grady Jarrett, David Anyamata, but where will the pass rush pressure come from on the edges? It's committee right now. Arnold Ebikiti, right? Bud Dupree's been signed. Can D'Angelo Malone make some noise? Aiden Ellis has been signed from the Saints. They've got to do it probably by committee. Flip it over to Miami. Yes. All right, we're talking about a team that can win the AFC East. Absolutely. All right, I call them the Miami Striders. You (laughs) mentioned their explosiveness and how fast they are on offense. Waddle, obviously, Tyreek Hill. I was here last week. Robbie Chosen, Mm -hmm. formerly Robbie (laughs) Anderson, made some big plays downfield. Can Tua stay healthy? And can he be consistent? 0-4 down the stretch last year as a starting quarterback. They need those wins. And then on defense, it's all about the edge pressure for them. Mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips is about to make a big jump. Yes. They need Bradley Chubb to be the guy that they traded for. Emmanuel Ogba. And then Javon Holland, the safety, Ooh. who I really love his potential. Snowman in the heat. Turn on the game tapes of Justin Simmons in Denver. Watch that Vic Fangio defense. And Javon Holland, if he channels that he's going to have a big year. Because when Vic Fangio is your defensive coordinator, I don't care where you go, and guys, I'm just going to tell you straight up, you know this, if you sign Vic Fangio as your defensive coordinator, your defense just got better. Absolutely. And eventually he's going to be
10: one of the top ones in the league. I'm excited. Just listening to UCD break down those teams. Let's do it. I'm excited. we got day two here of joint practices. And I watched the wide receivers and the DBs a lot yesterday. And you saw Tyreek Hill uncoverable against everybody. But the Falcons' DBs actually practiced very well outside of this one play and this is what I was referring to earlier. Tyreek Hill fakes a comeback, hits him with a dig. He could have beat him with the go route. He could have beat him with the comeback route. He decides to beat him with the dig. I will say one-on-ones are always favored by the offense,
11: but Tyreek Hill beat this guy by five yards. So Cam, what you're saying is, it's like, pick one. Which one do I want to do this time? And I was here last week in the the Dolphins camp and talked with Tyreek Hill, and one thing he talked about was some advice he got from Travis Kelsey, Mm -hmm. which is one day you won't be quite as athletic as you are now, so along the way, make sure you're working on your mind, make sure you're refining your route running figuring out other ways to win your routes right. besides your pure speed and athleticism. And that's what Tyreek Hill's been working on this entire camp. Absolutely. This should be a fun day of practice. I'm excited to see Teron Armstrong. I wish it was hotter.
10: And then team drills for the first yeah. time on, today. Man. Calais Campbell's working his way back as well. Charles wishes it was hotter. I, I do not. I do not wish it was hotter. I tell you that. I it wish it was be. colder. Uh, but Jamie, we're going to be here and we're going to survive and wish it was hotter. <laughs> we're going to be talking NFL Network uh, coverage for you all throughout the day. We're going to have Tyreek Hill <laughs> later. We're have Desmond Ritter later. <laughs> we're going to have Cordell Patterson and we're going to ask them That's all do they happens. wish it was hotter
2: like Charles Davis does? <laughs> just please, please, God protect Tua. Tua too. Mm-hmm. It's all I care about. Just please stay on the field. If you lose, fine, fair and square. I just want to see them have a real shot with their real quarterback. Mike McDaniel, you're too. I mean, I remember McVay year two. I remember a lot of these Wunderkins year two. This the offense should take off as long as number one is out there. And I know they got backups, and that's great. Please protect Tua. That's all I ask for the whole season. Please.
3: It would have been cool to see uh, in the old iron sharpens iron adage, uh, it would have been cool to see Jalen Ramsey go up against Tua in training camp. It's cool to see the number one go number one. That's what's happening in Dallas right now. Uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk Dallas Cowboys training camp. Okay. What is Trayvon Diggs' up to when it comes to Dak Prescott. He's on one. What is this? Uh, Are we comfortable with it? Is it genuine? Is it authentic? Mm -hmm. And how is Mike McCarthy going to handle it?
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks,
7: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good
3: morning, football! They continue to flare our Cowboys camp. Trayvon Diggs picked off Dak twice in the span of 10 minutes yesterday and continues to show disrespect in his QB1. Jay, I'll start with you. Diggs, um, playing his game? Is he choosing to get after Dak in some capacity?
5: Intercepting your quarterback in practice, could you imagine that being called disrespectful? Like me playing my position. No, it's this part. At the highest level. Yeah, I got an interception. This is so dumb to me. Like, (laughs) anyone coming and saying, like... Travon Diggs cursed at Dak Prescott. He has no respect for his franchise quarterback. It's just dumb. We watched Cam Newton and Josh Norman literally get into a fight on the field, yeah. and that was his franchise quarterback. You have personalities within the NFL alpha males, guys that love to compete. I heard like Shady said, like he played with Brady, Mahomes. I played with Brady as well. We would be cursing Brady out from the other side of the sideline in practice because Brady was a trash talker. I played with Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a trash talker. There's no way someone's going to talk trash to you and you're not going to respond. And even in the clip of Trevon Diggs and Dak Prescott, where he's running into the end zone, Trevon Diggs yells a curse word at him. Dak then throws the ball at him. Trevon Diggs keeps running back to the huddle. Like, yeah. it's just trash talk in the middle of training camp. The whole idea of when you go ones on ones, good on good, if I'm Trevon Diggs, like, I want to intercept Dak Prescott. I'm going to make you better, and we're going to trash talk the hell out of each other while we're doing it. They're not out here going to blows. They're talking to each other right now about the play. Mm-hmm. To me, this is just teammates in training camp competing with one another. Travon Diggs tweeted out of it about it that it was just silly to suggest anything else. I was in the league for 13 years. I played DB going against quarterbacks. I don't care if it was Tom Brady or I'm playing with Jake Locker. If I want to talk trash to <laughs> him, I'm going to talk trash to him.
2: If people who maybe who haven't been or not as close to the game, this is it stings the palate when they hear someone scream to Dak, you know, bleep you. Bleeper, yeah. bleeper, but like that is just football and that is just friends. Even if you're not a football player, don't you talk to your friends that way? I definitely do. And they talk to me that way. I mean, yeah. the only thing I'm concerned about, like, I, I just don't like that he's throwing the Interception. interceptions. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I don't like that so much, but I, I, it's also, there's a little context. I remember there was this infamous story during the Russell Wilson Seattle days when Sherman maybe was feeling Sherman when he would like throw the ball back at him and say some things. I think that was different. I really do. Unless this becomes a mess. publicly say massive. it. Sherman yeah. the whole lot. Yeah, I think that was a little
4: different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spoke to Brandon Bean yesterday, the general manager of the Bills, did it for my podcast and one of the questions I said, I'm like, does training camp by that second week, are you just like sick of seeing the same face? Especially those guys in Oxnard who are away from their families yeah, and are in yeah, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you have no idea. Like the defensive linemen have been going up get the same offensive tackles for every day for two straight weeks. The same thing. They know all the moves. Like temper's flair because you're away from your family you're only doing football you're seeing the same things and it gets competitive so i've been to countless training camp practices where you see the barking back and forth i would hate to be someone who just drops in and makes a comment on this i'm not there every day and the people that are say this is just the spirit of competition
3: okay so today alone we have reestablished the uh coaches and now some players of the old school way which yeah. is uh the sean payton style of exposing in the media the eric p Enemy style of coaching uh and now it's trayvon Diggs just like getting after mm-hmm. it in camp and like talking to your quarterback yeah. in a competitive nature. Is there
2: something though like, okay, with the We're franchise so quarterback and not never mind Brady, it's a different thing. Yeah. Does it not emasculate them yeah. in front of the Takes team him out, room that room you, room. you picked them again and now you're talking trash to them and this what is the this face of, of the franchise. Like, is is it not embarrassing for him if it happens a few times? See, I feel
5: like it's it's more of a concern when you have a quarterback whose confidence may be wavering and it's like is this the guy? And every day somebody's picking him off, trash talking he may start to question him. Last year, Zach Wilson is a starting quarterback. If you're picking Zach Wilson off and you're talking crazy to him, it may be as a head coach like, hey, let's simmer down. When you have a made guy and a made guy going at it, it's just like, no, like this is going to make our team better because if I'm Brandon Cooks or C.D. Lamb, it's just like, no, Trevon, you get out here. Let me go against you. Don't go against another receiver and get a pick. Get a pick while you're guarding me. Mm -hmm. So I just think this raises the level of competition. My identical twin brother, we played against each other. We were both mic'd up. Our PR guy comes to me after the game, he was like, I've never heard you talk like that before. You better believe I'm talking trash. Out of- and that's my brother. I, I don't respect him. Like you Robbie know, said we're, this We're to competing. You? R- Robbie, my guy in Tennessee. He was like, <laughs> oh I, you gosh. know, you talk like this. Well, You put me out there against my brother, somebody yeah. I love that I'm yeah, competing yeah, against. Yeah. We're going to bring the best out of each other. <laughs> the
3: best <laughs> of the best comes out of yeah. training camp. The 2023 NFL season starts with training camp. NFL <laughs> Network has you covered insider access across 32 teams. Live interviews with Desmond Ritter, DK Metcalf, and you'll see coverage from Chargers and Bears practice. So much inside training camp live presented by Old Spice.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.